All right, thank you for joining us for TTRPG panel. If all of a sudden you heard that and you were like, this is not where I'm supposed to be, now's your end. Okay, bud. Mass uh, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Uh, was my husband. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was even leaving. Yeah, so we're excited uh, to have Jacqueline here with us. Uh, and so good. Our content has been so incredible. So thank you for yeah, that. Thank you. Uh, everybody here, I assume, knows uh, Silver and Rogar, Tyranny Ooh. and Curtis. Golf clap. I so you guys can take it away. Tyranny has um, a list of questions that have been compiled uh, that she'll read and they'll answer. And then at the end, there'll be some time for you to uh, posit your own questions as well. I hope it's awesome. I'm gonna run help out with another. Okay, <laughs> bye. Well, I figured we could start with, I know John just introduced everybody, but um, I figured everybody could just kind of introduce themselves. Like, uh, you know, who are you? How long have you been playing tabletop RPGs? Which one was your first? We'll start with Jacqueline. Okay, uh, I'm Jacqueline. Hi, I've been addicted to, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> tabletop to TTRPGs for, no, I've been playing D&D for about five years now. We, yeah, my husband and I were actually going through a rough patch, and we're like, I know what we'll do. We'll have a one-shot with a bunch of people who don't know each other, who have never played D&D. &D. And so we did that, and they all came over and just were like, they humored us. Sure, we'll play. We'll play the Dungeons and Dragons game for Sam and Jacqueline, because they're having a hard time. And after like a four-hour session, we're sitting around the table all sweaty and going like, oh, when can we do this again? <laughs> and we just kept playing for five years. And so D&D's, I think D&D's the only TTRPG I've played, so I know. Psst, scrub. But it's a me. Oh, you want me to go next? <laughs> I'm Curtis, or Rogar, as some of you know me better, but no questions. <laughs> um, I've been playing TTRPGs for probably six years. I mean, I've played longer ago, but I didn't really play at all. It's more just make characters back then. Um, started off with Dungeons & Dragons, as most people do. And now I run games, which I never knew I would do, but I kind of got forced into it. Because, <laughs> you know, it's hard to find people to play with. He also hosts, um, well, I host, he DMs oh, a yeah. Dungeons and Dragons game on the Love Inner Twitch channel. We call it Saving for Saturday. So, you know, check that out. It's on the YouTube, uh, too. We, keep, we upload them. Um, obviously, I'm Tierney. I'm the community manager here for Love Thy Nerd, and apparently I'm the veteran because I've been playing for seven years. Um, I always wanted to play. I love fantasy. I love games. I love stories. But every time I had like a boyfriend that played, it was like, no, this is guy's night. You know, you're not invited. And I'm like, well, this sucks. I never dated those guys very long. Um, Wise choice. My husband played 3.5 growing up, and we finally found somebody who was like, hey, come over and try 5th edition. About the time it came out, and we're like, okay. Awesome, and I've been playing since. So I've also played some others, but D&D is still my favorite. That's yes. me, Hi, Bird. Hi, <laughs> Bird. <laughs> All right. So our first question um, it seems simple, but you know, a lot of people don't know what they are. What are tabletop role-playing games? You want to take them? I mean, they're games you play on tables. <laughs> that involve role-playing, perhaps? And it is, you role-play. You, you, you act as something that you're not. Mm -hmm. And usually involves fighting things. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sometimes getting around things by sneaking. <laughs> Occasionally diplomacy. Sometimes. Mm. It never works out well. <laughs> you know, sending the barbarian in to do the sneaking. And they just break everything. There's other games out there besides Dungeons and Dragons. You can play space games like Starfinder. There's Star Wars games out there. I'm probably jumping ahead. I don't know. I usually take my description of how TTRPGs work from a video Vox Media did. I was about to say Vox Machina, because y'all know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
they they describe it as you describe, you decide, and you roll. The, the GM describes what's happening in a scene. You decide what you want to do, and then you roll some dice to figure out whether or not what you do works and how well it works. And that's the basic, 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 basic description of the mechanics. I like that. I've never heard that. So uh, it's, it's from that one video on YouTube. As per my work cited. What was that? Describe, decide, roll. Fox Media. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you could Google it. Yeah. I mean, another real basic description is their pen and paper games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Usually there's dice involved. There are systems that don't use dice, or, you know, maybe they so just use one fun. specific one. I like dice. <laughs> um, like he said, there's all sorts of different types. If fantasy is not your thing, like, there's tons of sci-fi ones. Mm -hmm. There's tons. I'm a huge Fallout fan. I recently bought the Fallout RPG guide, and I have not read it yet, and that is something I want to do. You can play as bears. When I finally get around like to that. Heist. <laughs> when I finally get around to reading the Fallout one, just look for that in the LTN community because I'll reach out to you all to play. Um, so, and they, they run on different systems, like the fifth edition system, Dungeons and Dragons. You can find things to go along with that. Um, we just finished this week here at LTNCon, um, us and some of our friends and our spouses. With our Emmy award winning DM. Yeah, our Emmy award winning DM. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, another friend and, and our spouses, we've been playing um, a game called Humblewood, which is the D&D system, but we were playing as woodland creatures. I was a fox. <laughs> I was a fox, he was a hedgehog, and yes, it was I, I super just, fun. I, 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 yes. I unwillingly <laughs> made Sonic the Hedgehog because I could move like 140 feet around. Humblewood, you say? <laughs> yes. And it... Super cute, super fun. That sounds amazing. That's fun. Um, another one is this is a question that a lot of people ask, even in our own community. How do you get started with RPGs? You uh, online online is a really helpful way to to start with a community like LTN. You can con connect with other people who do play online. It's a great way to get started currently because it gets you connected with someone faster than you probably would be able to find someone in your community. Um, the, way we, the way we got started is we had a DM and a whole bunch of people who were willing to give it a shot. And so finding a DM is probably, as, as, you, as I think it sounds like you've experienced, sometimes you end up yeah. having to be the DM. Yeah, be the DM you wish to see in the world, people. So that would, be, that would be the step one is finding either being a DM or finding a DM who's willing to, mm -hmm. to um, get started. And like, like we did, it was literally we're like, come play one session. You don't have to do any prep. We'll do it when you get here. Just play one time. And our thought was uh, maybe two or three of these seven people will want to keep doing it. Or they all wanted to keep doing it. And so it's a lot easier to get people to sign up for one game night as opposed to this is now your life forever. <laughs> That's how we did it. I won't lie, my first DM was terrible. Um, oh. But, you know, hey, at least I got to, uh, into the game. Um, I, like myself, I've been playing for years and I just started DMing this year and I'm horrible at it, just, just a warning. Um, <laughs> but we. I don't believe you. <laughs> they play with us a lot. I was in your game. <laughs> um, but there are there are also websites now that you can reach out and find DMs. Some of them are like paid services. I know we've got some folks in our community that do that, which I think right. is cool. Um, if you can't find someone to play with, well, like there you go. Uber, but for a DM. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Or um, the, probably one of the best websites to really look for is go on Reddit. Oh, yeah. There's a whole subreddit for looking for groups. Interesting. That's how you find your group, isn't it? Like your local group? No, my local group was on a different website called Meetup. Okay, almost similar. Which I met a bunch of strangers at the local library. That's how I started playing. You can also you can also go to... And I'm to, still alive, so it's legit, you know. You can also go to like a, your local game store. Um, if you they, have those. They tend to be... Um, I mean, you can find pretty much any kind of nerd at a game store. Mm. Uh, but I've been to game stores where you can walk in and, you know, there's somebody just sitting there looking for people who want to play. Uh, you can go in and talk to the people that work there. Hey, is there a group that meets up here? I know there's one. I haven't been because it's almost an hour from my house, but there's a really cool store um, nearby in Colorado. Uh, I'm, I'm in New Mexico. Uh, where they do, like, monthly... D&D get-togethers, like you just sign up to go play one-shot, kind of like we, we we're doing here today at LTNCon. Um, so stuff like that is really cool. Or you can just come to Love, Love Thy Nerd. Like in our Discord group, just like 
drop a, hey, I'm looking for a game. Like, who's running something soon? Um, Colby Whitaker is amazing. Mm-hmm. He runs typically, stuff sometimes. We typically try to have a D&D day once mm-hmm. a month, which I'm usually asking people to run games mm-hmm. for. We've got lots of people who are willing to run games. Um, and if you're willing to run a game, awesome, let us know. Just message me. See? Well, what do you know how to start something? Because I've done physical. I've never done the online. I just started doing Discord last year when we had to yeah. use it to play on Xbox. Right. Uh, I got it last year. I hadn't got to use it that much. But what's the stuff that you need to run online? I mean, the basics is just a way to talk to people. If you can do theater of the mind playing stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that's how Roosevelt likes to play his games. I know people like that. If I mean, there's other ways, like Roll20. Mm-hmm. Roll20 is like basically free. Yeah. But you can get a premium. You can pay for stuff on there. Yeah. But, I mean, you can, D&D Beyond is a bit of a D&D price. Beyond? Yeah, there is prices for D. But you can use D&D Beyond for I'm free. I'm hardcore, so I got a Forge VTT. So it's yeah. That's yeah, what which he uses. I, I've started so using that, that one. You can license for, and you can create whatever you but it's it's a high learning curve. Mm. Yeah. Old. It took me like I'm still six learning. To learn it. I've used Photoshop and Screen Share. I mean that works. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. We, we used. I did a fake core campaign with just Discord and nothing to end papers because there's no. Yeah. We did Zoom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did Zoom, a webcam, and some garage lights shining yeah, on the dining room table. Oh, yeah. yeah, my current DM does a disc, because we're all in different states, we can't meet in person anyway. We do Discord video and audio, and then we pull up tabletops then to have menus and like a map and stuff. I've done tabletop sim for games too. Um, and like, you know, our Sunday night group, uh, we, we finished Humblewood. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all in different states, besides our spouses, I hope. Mm. Um, no, she lives in a different state from me. So we play um, on Discord, just voice chat. Um, like uh, Jonathan would drop like a picture. Hey, here's a picture of the map, or here's what this character looks like. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we like to use physical dice, and we just you know yeah. go on the honor system because digital dice are at least for me they're horrible. They're can't trust Based them. Based on the rules they told me, I knew it was the honor system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of I'm swears that came can't. out of my mouth every time I rolled a new die. <laughs> you can't put a digital dice in dice jail. Like you, it's, I don't trust it. I have a dice dungeon on my desk. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know what you did. Yes. So there's lots of different ways you can do it. Like uh, I've done Roll20, I've done Tabletop Simulator. We use Forge for our Twitch streams. Mm-hmm. Um, but even just when we just Foundry. put our Not Forge, Foundry, Foundry, thank you. Mm-hmm. Even when we just put a headset on and grab a mic and mm-hmm. just sit there with our, our own dice and our D&D Beyond character sheet up, mm-hmm. like we have a lot of fun with it. And we've been doing it that for couple years. I think that this there's a show, The Sea Teams, with Taco Barahe, and there was uh, Chris Perkins show on D&D for a while that were both theater of the mind. I'm The Waffle Crew. The Waffle Crew run by Chris Perkins from D&D. Both of those were theater of the mind. If you're looking for an example of like, what is it like to play D&D with, without minis and without a map? That was a cool example of, oh, this is still fun and they're just talking. I don't know if that's one thing. Like, it's, it, Critical Role um, has been great about getting more people interested in playing, but it also is very intimidating because they have these insane, like, mini sets I mean, and all the, you know, all, plus, all the figures. Know, just and voice actors. At least. Yeah. <laughs> For higher production value. When, when most of their games are, you know, like, three to four hours long, people don't want to sit down to listen to them. Yeah, there, who would do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know who does that when they drive to work every day. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But yeah, you, you don't need all the expensive fancy stuff to play. You need. I don't. The rule books. I'm getting rid of my wormwood then. <laughs> I told you you didn't need that to play. I mean. Was... <laughs> no, no, no. I guess no. I'll sell my wormwood table and. Uh, oh, wormwood. I don't have a problem. I swear. <laughs> Did you get a modular table? Yeah. Cool. I'm just mad because he's in a different state and I can't play at it. So you that's know. very cool. Yay. <laughs> uh, so uh, the Where next one, um, one that I think is important, is why play tabletop RPGs? Why do you play? Why do I play? Yeah. Um, I play because it's an amazing way to hang out with people. Mm. Um, it's the same reason I go play 
poker on Friday nights. It's a chance to sit and do something I love to do. Um, seriously, I love poker. I've been playing for a long time. Like, I just love games. It's a, it's a chance to sit down with friends, even people I don't know, mm. play and do something I love while having a snack or some pizza or just, you know, just, just kind of unwind. Um, and I found that it's one of the best ways to build relationships um, and build yeah. community. It's how we became best friends. Yes. You know, we've been playing I mean, for a long I've time. I've played D&D with 11 people in this room. At least. At least. Yeah. And I've just met, like, almost all of them here today. Mm -hmm. Or not today, but this weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've been, you know, like, when we started um, the Twitch stream, originally it was going to be on my Twitch, because my Twitch was originally D&D content and yeah. Vampire the Masquerade. Actually, that was our very mm -hmm. first conversation. Because you talked about wanting more people to stream, and I just randomly messaged you with, like, mm -hmm. if you're ever interested in doing D&D, &D, let me know. And this was years ago. This so was, like, three years ago. Yeah, we've been playing for a long time. Uh, and so and when, here we are. when I was starting up a, uh, this game on my channel, I picked um, a few people that I knew and really liked from the community that had really good personality, a lot of charisma. Just I didn't know them super well, but I was like, you know what? People like them. They're fun. Let's, let's invite them on. Then it ended up becoming a Love Thy Nerd stream. And which was great because they were already in the community, um, but that little group of like, oh hey, we play Among Us on Tuesday nights, you know, like they're cool. We've become a little family. Mm -hmm. Like we, when we're not playing D and D. We're venting to each other. We're asking each other about their, you know, their day. We're playing other games. We're texting each other just because we're bored. Um, yep. It's been really nice to have all, all but one of us are here. Um, caffeine, we really miss you. Um, I hope you're watching. So it, it's been really cool to actually like finally meet these people that we've been pouring our hearts out to since like what last December. Yeah. And it's really it's just been a nice little like it's a family now. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I see it build communities like more community within the LTN community. And so I've been using it as that's why I push things like D&D Arcade Day so much is I use it as a tool to build LTN up and to get you guys to communicate with each other and hang out with people you've never hung out with before. Um, I know this afternoon I'm playing a D&D game. I only know two people that are there, and that's because I invited them. I was like, hey, come play. Come play. Like, mm -hmm. Let's go play with these new people that we don't know and hang out. So that's why you see a lot of D&D stuff in the community lately is because that's me. <laughs> that's <laughs> me going, this is the best way to make friends, uh, at least in my experience. Mm -hmm. So do it and it doesn't have to be D&D &D. you guys want to play Pathfinder or uh, yeah Starfinder adventures and you can play adventures in Equestria for all I care just hang out together keep uh, bugging you to play Starfinder with me and you're like no <laughs> I, I like D&D &D. I'm not talking to him anymore <laughs> <laughs> now making making friends has been that like you phrased it really well of like why do I play because it's fun which is a good enough reason to do something, as long as it's you know not illegal, immoral, or fattening. Uh, I don't know. The uh, that's a good enough reason to do something is that it's fun, and it also is has been a really great way to hang out with people I already love, and hang out with people I already enjoy, and also get to know new people. And so, yeah. How about you? I don't think I've ever asked you like why you play. Because it's fun. <laughs> That's a good enough reason. Yeah, I mean, it really is. Um, because I talk to people that way. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I get that. That's. I don't really get a chance to hang out with people outside of, you know, okay, I go play poker, you know, but that's different. It's a different group of people. They're not my nerdy community. These are just people I've played cards with for a really long time. Mm. Um, but like D&D, &D, that's when I get to hang out with people. Like Sunday night or Saturday when we're doing a stream, like mm. I'm like, awesome, we're gonna we get to sit and hang out for three four hours, and I really like that. Um, I also think tabletop RPGs are really good for. I mean, I don't can't even really think of much that they're bad for. Like they're great for building creativity, for, mm -hmm. uh, using your imagination, um, storytelling, story writing. Mm -hmm. Like you you go through everything from. Well, my characters are never charismatic, but you know, learning how to talk your way through situations or um, thinking about emotions, like, hey, mm -hmm. well, how would my character feel about what's going on? 
and how would they react? Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's the reason I think it's great for kids to play. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all skills you can put on your resume too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> how do you think I got this job? <laughs> yeah. I just um, when I started, the thing that, that swung it for me was because so when I was in high school, it was during the whole evil, evil satanic uh, panic, satanic panic stuff. Yay! And um, I. Uh, <laughs> But my friends, I had I had two friends in my youth group who invited me to play with them, and I was like, no, I gotta stay away from that. I don't want to get into that. Um, but, but then I saw what they were doing, and they were they were with people from the high school that everyone else was um, treating like a leper. They were loving and accepting, and they were creating a safe space for them mm -hmm. and a place for them to be loved that I was not seeing in, in, in mm -hmm. other ways. Yeah. And so um, so they talked me into joining the old uh, the old Star Wars D6 system right oh. now, because that at least was a D&D. &D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the force isn't magic. <laughs> what? Uh, um, and, and then I just, and then from there I started being like, this is not, this is not what they say it is. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I saw what you're talking about, about love in action mm -hmm. and positive fruit in a way that, that I didn't see other places. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, satanic panic is something that, that uh, we're going to mention later, um, but it just always makes me think. I love Stranger Things, and that's Ooh. why Eddie Munson became an instant favorite for me <laughs> because he embodies that, like, oh, this guy's, you know the devil because he plays Dungeons and Dragons and he's the sweetest person ever and I love him like I was just like well yep that basically describes mm, at least 99% of the D&D community from what I've seen mm. Minus the drug well, well it was the perfect it man. was the 80s they were all <laughs> that's different we all were doing drugs in the 80s <laughs> oh jeez oh gosh uh, I do want to say something yeah go for it got, uh, I don't want to which you talk about later, I don't want to miss it. So, but I got to go uh, meet Derek White mm -hmm. at his last sermon at, at uh, Matthews Memorial United Methodist Church, which is close to our house oh, in cool. Nashville. Uh, and I went to the sermon, and uh, the coolest thing he talked about was there was a show on Netflix, and he got a quote from the show, and it totally kind of fit the whole kind of sermon and D&D, like in general. And it says, around the table, stories are created and legacies are made. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And I was just like, oh. yeah, so fits was, nicely, it was, doesn't it? So it's just so cool though. So I didn't. I thought we were supposed to see the video per se. That fell through because the Reasons. production company was up in Canada, but it is now on Tubi, um, which just came up like last week. So um, I got to meet Derek White briefly at Gen Con, yeah, I um, the geek preacher. Um, but yeah, the cool. Satanic Panic, his documentary is on Tubi now, which is very cool. So, and I'm excited to watch it. I just haven't had a chance to. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet because I've been busy planning for this, mm. but I'm excited I to watch it when I get home. That because I saw it at one point, and I was like, oh, well, I can't wait to watch it. Oh, God, where'd it go? Yeah, but well, I'm, I'm gonna watch it sometime when I get home. I'm excited about it. But um, I know a really big one that we get, like, just kind of across the board, um, you know, love thine or, or churches, is should Christians play tabletop RPGs, or should we, you know? Is Not. it, yeah. yeah. Is that something that we shouldn't do? And I know we've got kind of an expert here on that. So you become an expert just by thinking really hard about something for a long time. Mm -hmm. It helps if no one else is thinking really hard about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, obviously, like, you know, you're not required to play D&D. You're not required to play t TTRPGs. If this is not your thing, yeah, sure, that's fine. But I definitely think Christians are are absolutely free to play Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop RPGs. I think, uh, like what you talked about, it does help with learning, learning, practicing empathy, understanding emotional intelligence, uh, perspective taking, which is just the fancy psychological term for trying to see something from how other so someone else would see that. And uh, all of that is really helpful. I think some of the things that kind of wig Christians out would be uh, the demonic and, and devilish characters mm -hmm. in D&D, &D, to which I would point out those demonic characters in the Bible. 
<laughs> so there's that. And they also, D&D actually goes out of its way. Like, they're lawful, they're lawful evil and, and chaotic evil. They're evil characters. So yes, there's demons and devils in D&D, and they're specifically the bad guys. And so does that mean you do dive into a really deep conversation about the, you know, the demonic with your 10-year-old? Well, maybe not, but it does, like, as far as how D&D presents the demonic, they don't present it as as fun or as exciting or it's no this is dangerous they're like you don't want to get involved with asmodeus etc they're they're scary they're bad yeah. the other thing uh some people are kind of weirded out by is the pantheon of gods yeah because uh the forgotten realms D, &D it's a it's a panth not pantheistic What's the other one? Wow, there goes the seminary Ooh. degree. Right Ooh, the religion degree just fell out yeah, of my brain. Hey. Uh, yeah, there's multiple gods. There's yeah. a pantheon of gods as opposed to a single creator god. And yeah, that can be a little bit weird for Christians. Is, is it really helpful? Polytheistic. Thank you. See? There you go. It came back. <laughs> there's the master of arts and religion. You get to keep that. Uh, that can be a little bit weird for someone who is, who is a Christian. That is it like healthy for me to try and inhabit a space of polytheism I would say it actually is mm -hmm. and even even like this comes up a lot with like I would do this but I wouldn't let my kid do this because I'm afraid how they'd respond I think it actually gives you a really good opportunity to talk about our God in contrast with the gods of D&D &D. so yeah this is a world in which there are multiple gods isn't it interesting how this world works differently than our world mm -hmm. um, isn't it interesting how prayer like, yeah, prayer doesn't work in D&D &D the way it works in our world. Talk about how that's different, how those are the same. Even taking a moment to get in the head of someone who is a polytheist, which is a significant, like, population in our world today. Like, what is it like to exist in a world where there are multiple gods? That's a very, I think that's a very healthy thing to take a moment and put yourselves in those shoes, both so that you see your own faith clearer, but also so that you understand better where other worldviews are coming from. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's healthy. Can you do that in an, in an unhealthy way? Yes, but you can also watch football in an unhealthy way. And so just, <laughs> so just because something, that's what I tell a lot of people, like saying that, because a lot of people have, a lot of people say, well, I know this one guy who played D&D &D and he turned out really bad. Or I know this one time these one people played D&D &D and this really unhelpful thing happened. It's like, okay, well, I know there's a whole lot of books like, just because Mein Kampf exists doesn't mean no one should write nonfiction. Yeah. Just because Fifty Shades of Grey exists doesn't mean that no one should read books about romance. It, just because something can be done to a negative effect doesn't mean no one should do it ever. That's not how it works. And so that would, that's some of the ways that I talk, through, talk people through some of the objections. Can I ask something? Yeah. Yeah, so another thing I would, I would remind people, particularly those who are not familiar with the game, is D&D is so customizable, you can do what you want. Yeah, I don't like so that. If you exactly. don't want any demons, you don't have to have any demons. Yeah, just don't have demons. Yeah. yeah, if you don't want multiple gods, you don't have to just have it. Just have it, yep. Yeah. No, do that's... Do whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much. those guys in the game, I say you get your spells, they don't exist. <laughs> there's, a, yeah. there's a point where, though, some people will, it doesn't matter, like, there's belief systems where demons attach themselves to things like Pokemon or whatever, like, so those, yeah. you can't have a conversation with those people, you just got to try to walk away graciously if you can without yeah. I, I've had to learn over the years to not get into a fight with someone that it's just not you know, if you want to have a conversation I'm ready for it yeah and usually it, I end up saying it's pretend <laughs> and see if that works and yeah. if not then but yeah I mean there are yeah, I think there are points where you just have to say, you know what? We don't seem to be getting anywhere with this conversation. That's unfortunate. How about we set this aside for another day and talk about something else? That happens sometimes. That happens about way more subjects than just D&D. So uh, yeah. yeah. No, not poker. <laughs> oh, gambling. Yeah. And there are some people where that's going to hinder your ability to speak into their life. Yeah. So you're going to talk about other things. Maybe it's cooking because they eat. <laughs> I've noticed that you eat. Tell me about that. I've heard. I know. Insanity. So yeah, it just depends on who you're talking to. Yeah. That's a thing, yeah. Those are helpful for us. Yeah. Do you have anything to add? I don't remember now. <laughs> what was the original question? 
because I think I might have gotten awesome. Should Christians play D and D? And this also leads into you know our, our things like Dungeons and Dragons, I mean, it's, evil. It's but I mean, it's kind of like we talked about it's earlier. I mean, it's mostly about building fellowship than anything. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, like writing a story, a lot of things become less morally gray. Yep. If you think about it, if was Tolkien evil to write the character Gollum? Mm-hmm. No, but. So some people get like, why would you play a bad character? Like, why would you bring that out of yourself? It's like, well, uh, is Tolkien evil to write Gollum or Voldemort? Well, no, he was writing a story. I am, I am helping Tolkien write this Voldemort? part of the story. <laughs> <laughs> you may not know this. But. <laughs> but yeah, if you think about it, like if you, the way you explain it to people, we're writing a story together. Some of the characters are good, some of the characters are bad, some of the characters uh, make righteous decisions, some are selfish. It's a story we're writing together. Um, that sometimes helps people sort of, oh, okay. Because like role playing, oh, what is role yeah. playing? It's just story writing, but with lots of people. Yeah, I'm a terrible role player, so you know. Writing is like, because I've written two novels, working on the next two. And when I write villains, they come from somewhere and I don't even know where sometimes. And I'm like writing and I'm like, I guess we're going there. <laughs> and it goes, and it's not from a dark place or mm-hmm. anything like that. It's uh, My whole intention is to glorify God with what I do, but mm-hmm. I people get murdered. <laughs> what can you do? You can't have heroes without the bad guys. It's a contrast that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it just comes from somewhere, and I believe it's from what you're mentioning, like God's image in me, and Putting something for so playing it like role playing a new character, I don't think it's ever maybe that's an expression that yeah. needs to be expressed and so you can understand yourself better. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't be fun for me, but why is that a po- why does that matter? If it's if it's fun, like if this is working for you and it's not leading Plus you to active sin, yeah. <laughs> and you have to have the evil guys to you know fight, or it's just there's not going to be a whole lot going on. I, there's no being a hero or being a good guy without What did you fight in the, your one with the bunnies and rabbits and whatever? It was a, like a fire elemental kind yeah. of. Oh, yeah, that was the, yeah, that was the big... Oh, dang. Over, but there was the also like a whole like side story where there's like a whole like bandit. But yeah. But the bandits were morally great too because mm-hmm. they just wanted equality. Yeah. Um, we spent time trying to overthrow the government, but... I got we the were, killing shot on the fire guy. Is that not a movie yet? <laughs> yeah, right. I, well, I don't know he did all the work. Yeah, that's what he was waiting for. <laughs> I think we'll do it right I here. had a question on some of the community aspect of, of gaming. I think some Christian parents get nervous because mm. they see kids leaving the church or maybe having a bad church experience, yeah. and then they find in other communities something they weren't getting in the church. And I think parents might get nervous that, okay, if I let my kids do this, are they going to find a better community than what they found in the church? And how, how do you how do you strengthen your kids' faith, or you know, help help them mm. to to see some of the differences and how I don't know exactly what I'm asking, but how do you prepare them for that? Gosh, that's a good question. It's a parenting question. Can I answer it as the parent of the kids, okay. the D and D kid? Yeah, yeah. So I share my, I share my son's story all the time, and I will mm-hmm. continue. So I have a 14 year old who was 100% had a bad experience with a Christian private school where they tried to Jesus everything. Mm. Oh, you like rock music? Well, go listen to this crappy Christian rock. And so it was really hard for him. And so he really approached, he's like, I like D&D, I like games, I like doing these things. I have to choose. I can either do the things I like or I have to love Jesus. And if I love Jesus, then I have to go do the crappy versions of those things. Oh gosh! And it was really hard for him. And That's so sound logic were, with the data I mean, available. Yeah. When you grow up with the child of one of the co-founders of Love Leonard, he had people around him mm-hmm. that 100% loved the things he loves mm-hmm. and loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I was able to be like, dude, go follow Luke, go follow Matt around, go watch what they do. Mm-hmm. And then last year around this time, he got really involved in Discord with Love Leonard, and has found his people, like there are people in this room that are his people. Mm-hmm. And they have loved him and they have let him ask his questions. Mm-hmm. And he's had some hard ones. 
Like, I'm not totally sure that this whole God guy mm-hmm. exists. Like, seems kind of weird. But because Love Thy Nerd existed, mm-hmm. and it was a group of people where he found people who love what he loves and love Jesus. Yeah. He asked his questions, and he was baptized this year. Yeah. And he, was, he would not be where he is if it was not for his people that he found in Love Thy Nerd. And I will shout that to the rooftops forever and ever and ever and ever because he learned that through this community mm-hmm. of people who love what they love mm-hmm. and love Jesus. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm like. Send them to somewhere like this where it's safe. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't have to choose. Yeah. I was one of the people that answered a lot of his questions. Um, and, and actually, something I was going to say was, like, we may be kind of small now, but this is why we're trying to do more outreach, more, you know, teach people how to grow communities like this in their area because it helps to have a safe spot for, for kids to play. Uh, my son's only three. Uh, but, I mean, he already has the ABCs of D&D and, you know, like, he runs around. for adventure. Our yeah. journey has begun. <laughs> he runs around with his sword and, and his toy dragons and, oh, yeah, you know, we're, we're very much a D&D family. Uh, but I know that he has a safe space as he gets older to grow up in that community. And I love being able to provide that space for other people's kids. And I've seen, you know, like in our Facebook group, people will post like, hey, my kid is interested in this. How do I get them involved safely? And I'm like, bring them to us. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're comfortable with having them in Discord, make them an account, drop them in, we'll play with them and mm-hmm. they're totally safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're surrounded by, you know, people that love God and, and we're just there to have fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, We've been doing upward basketball. Do y'all have upward basketball here? Is this this thing? Is this what? It's a sports thing with Jesus. Like we've been mixing sports and Jesus for a hot second now. I don't see any reason why we can't do it with nerdy things. I wasn't even an athlete, and I was in the FCA. So what does that tell you? Yeah. Yeah. The, there's no reason that we can't uh, mix nerdy and Jesus. I mean, which is why I'm here. It's why I love my job. Is I've always been religious. I've always really loved Jesus. Um, but I was always the nerd mm. my whole life. I remember when I was uh, about 11, um, a youth pastor told me, oh, you love Harry Potter? I loved Harry I've been reading Harry Potter since I was seven years old. I love Harry Potter. What's and they're like, you, you read Harry Potter? You're going to go to hell. I was 11 years old. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, God isn't going to let me go live with him because I like the book about the wizard with glasses? Like, what is this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> this kind of contradicts glasses. everything else that you've said, but okay. And, you know, and then it kind of turned into, oh, you read The Golden Compass. Like, you're, you're going to hell. And I'm like, you play video games. You're going, I'm like, dude, I am a kid. Straight like, to jail. Straight to jail. Exactly. So, you know, like, it, I, I've always been in heavily into fantasy and yeah. heavily into gaming. And uh, so I've seen that side of, oh, you're a nerd. Well, then you're a bad Christian. And I love that Love That Nerd exists to kind of shove that view aside and be like, no, no, you're loved. Jesus loves you, and Jesus, I mean, as long as you're not doing horrible things, yeah. Jesus doesn't care that you're playing, you know, a game like Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. or Starfinder or whatever else that you're into. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's I, Starfinder. Starfinder? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I'm kind of with him there. So, yeah, I think yeah. it's, and I think it's um, really wise to kind of instill that into your kids too, you know, like just find good people to hang out with um, and enjoy these things, but also don't let it overtake, you know, uh, things like, you know, your faith. Um, Also, like the one weird person that wants to play a super evil character and derail everything is not fun to play with anyway, so don't play with them. And that's, yeah, like, play with me. I mean, that's the same. You're all heroes. Yes. Yeah. You can be morally gray. Yes. Yeah. I've played morally gray characters just because that's I was like, I play. you know, I'm tired of being like a super goody two shoes, and and even that's kind of weird for me. 
because yeah. I'm just not that kind of person. Mm -hmm. I will do the right thing if I have to kill everyone here. One thing from my experience as a dad and as a son, so I was, I'm an 80s child, so like I like master puppets before you guys even <laughs> and, uh, but I, as a Christian kid, I was into striper, mm -hmm. so I'm a metalhead. And my parents went with me to my first striper concert. Yeah. My son is into anime. I had no idea about anime or manga. I read his manga and I watched anime with him. Yeah. And I think you need to, as a parent, engage in it. So mm -hmm. see, yep. unless they don't want to, if they're the if they're that age, and they'll be like as if you're playing D&D with me, but tell me more and just understand. I think yeah. that's key too, like yeah. oh, yeah. the community, but also, mm -hmm. uh, like I, one of Chris's stories too, this will be quick, like our founder, he, his parents were dead set against it. Mm -hmm. And then he finally talked them into letting him play at their house. Mm. And after they watched for about Ten minutes or whatever. Oh. They said you could do this as much as you want. Just don't ever do it in our house ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Twilight Imperium? Yeah. Well, okay, okay. This is innocent. Well, it's like Matt Warmbier. Um, he's one of our founders. He's our COO. Um, his entire family plays weekly um, as. Yeah. Family. It's a family thing. Yeah. That's something that they sit and do together. Even the six-year-old sits and she plays like what well, she plays like the, or like Aaron's familiar or something like that. Yeah. Like yeah, and so Adorable. they all get involved. And my husband and I always say we cannot wait until Calum is old enough to play with us because yes. he's already a baby nerd and I love it. <laughs> yeah, but that was actually how my. That was how my parents, my mom specifically, handled Harry Potter. Because she had ladies at church who were like, oh, don't let your child read Harry Potter. And my mom, being a level-headed woman, was like, I'll read it with her. And so she got a copy, I got a copy. That's what we did. Yeah. And so, like, so if things got weird in the book, she would have known. If I started acting weirder, she would have realized, you know, okay, <laughs> I've noticed you doing some chanting and candle lighting in your room. Talk to me about that. <laughs> um... <laughs> That was just because I liked playing with matches, but uh, <laughs> yeah. But so so she was plugged in enough to what was going on in my head that if if things had gotten weird, if I had started getting dark for some reason, she would have been there to talk me through it and realize, okay, let's do something else. But then also, it was very affirming for me as a kid to have my parents take an interest in oh, yeah. and love what I loved, because I was like. I talked about like I was trying to share something about myself by loving this thing and having your parents go this is a cool thing and I want to share it with you is super affirming mm -hmm. and developmentally really healthy. I remember having uh, especially like around church and stuff people always like your parents let you play video games all the time and I'm like yeah like I've, I've always it's another thing I've always been a big gamer and it's because my parents got involved. I remember when we bought our PlayStation 2 we bought Final Fantasy 10 because we loved the old games and we would sit down a couple times a week as a family and play. A couple of us would read through the strategy guide and pass the controller around. We'd make bagel bites and stuff like that. And that was those are some of my favorite memories as a kid is playing Final Fantasy, <laughs> Devil May Cry. Uh, we played all sorts of stuff on our PlayStation 2 together because why not? It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, he plays Ratchet and Clank with our son. Three. Play Elden Ring. Oh yeah. What? Do it. Do it. Do it. I didn't do it. Been shanghai into DMing a game. What do? What do you? Where do you start? Uh, that's a, which time? I've been shanghai every time. <laughs> in general. In general. I don't. This is, this is a story. New DM doesn't know what they're doing. Just knows that. Congratulations, you're in charge. Uh, where, where do you start? Well, what I, 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 I mean, it depends on what kind of person you are. If, my phone case you. is broken. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the forever DM quit, and now you have to be the new forever. Yeah. Um, what I mean, the way I do things is I just look up one-shots to play online. I usually mm -hmm. go to, like, RPG drive through and yeah. buy things because I'm not smart enough to come up with my own stuff. Mm. Same. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, if you're the creative type, you 
can make your own stuff, read the books, they tell you what to do. But I, I, I usually do pre-written stuff. Mm, yeah, or if you're like me, uh, I picked up the starter kit. Because, like, yeah, I've played for years, but I've, I've never been a DM. So I bought the starter kit. It was uh, Lost Minds of Fandelver. I know now it's it's new. It's a Stormwreck Isle or something. I almost bought it just for the story the other I, day. I, I wanted to buy it just because it had a blue dragon on it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you pick up the starter kit. You can get it for, like, 14 bucks on Amazon or Target. And uh, it has a set of dice. It has um, a very, just like the gist of the rule book, like just what you need to know, the core stuff, pre-generated characters, which is great if you have new players. Mm. Um, and I liked how the book walked you through how to be a DM. Mm. It was super inexpensive, and it helped me a lot and because I, I've always been a player. Mm -hmm. um, this was just earlier this year. So um, that's never a bad place to start. Mm -hmm. um, the Essentials Kit isn't bad either. But Matt Coville also has a oh, yeah. has a has I, a. I watched a lot of his videos. Yeah, running the game. His running the game series. Fantastic! I watched those. There's, it can be intimidating because there's like 50 videos at this point. But like like the first 10 are what you need. And, and they're so it. good. Matt Coville. Cold Coville. C O L V I L L E. I watch him a lot. Yeah, I like. Him. I watch him on Twitch too. Hello, Matt Coville here. Yes. Yeah, I'm a big fan. He's he's awesome. I like him. I like him a lot. He's a fascinating character. Yes, Meg. The limit does not exist. The limit does not exist. You need more than 4.2 sets of dice. Thank you. Oh, okay. Go, Meg. You're getting there. No. Do I need to go find my bag of dice? I'll go interrupt the other panel. I tend to grab my dice. I tend to have a set of dice for a character. When I have a new character, it's like these are these are Aiden's dice. These are Flossie's dice. And so even when they're bad, it's like but these are these are the dedicated dice for this character. Roll my d6. No, I can't do that. <laughs> I use a few sets because I like to switch them out and stuff. But I do now have a, a dedicated set for the character I play on our, our stream, our LTN stream. She's a wizard, so I bought from um, Elder, was it Elderwood Academy? I think so. Hmm. I bought one of their mini spellbook dice boxes. So it's a dice box and it's a dice tray. And so I bought that uh, and uh, I bought some metal dice to go in it. And oh, I'm like, this, metal this, is, this is Adrian's spellbook. Like that is the only thing I use it for. Yeah. So yeah, even if you want to be that person, do it. But I just buy dice. So I have two sets in my bag right now. I like the little clicky clacky magic rocks. Mm -hmm. Yes. So does so does my son. He's, nice he's already hooked. <laughs> it's great. We do a so whole great. lot of that's not for eating. That's not for eating. That's why he has the jumbo ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the big ones. <laughs> Here you go. He yeah. still steals mine. He's, does he still sleep with the plushie when I got him? Yes, he does. Good. He bought him a plushie D20 for Christmas last year or the year before. It was last year. It was last year. And because remember, I was there and gave it to you. And then I know, like, we, we joke about Forever DMs. This, this uh, came to mind, too. Um, our group has been playing for a while now, and he was the DM. And then once he started doing our stream, he's like, hey, I want to focus on that campaign and not DM here. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. But we didn't want to lose our group or our time that we finally decided on. So we asked our friend Jonathan if he'd run. So he's been running Humblewood. Well, that's over. So now his wife is going to start a campaign for us. And my husband is not a source book guy. He is a uh, why you know, we only do homebrew, only write our own kind of kind of guy, but he's the creative. <laughs> but he's the creative type to do that. Yeah. So he's actively writing a campaign. Yeah. I have to. That's fun. That he can work on. Give the money for it. Yeah. He, yes, he's with money. He's writing a campaign. Some of it's free though. Yeah. And so probably by the time we're done with her, with, with what she's running for us, that we'll start like his. Forever, and I, I just picked up a couple books yesterday because I like to run one shots um, on occasion. So I picked up uh, Radiant Citadel, uh, and I also bought um, one of the Tyranny of Dragon books. I don't remember which one it was because it was like twenty bucks. Uh, yeah, it had my name in it. Which one? The Horde, the Dragon it was Horde. Horde, Horde of the Dragon Queen. I'm trying to start that one. Yeah, it was like 20 bucks, so I was like, yeah, I'll buy this. 20 bucks? Yeah. 
Uh, there's a place nearby with books 20% off. All the D&D stuff's 20% off, I'll tell you. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I forget the, Yeah, it's... Yeah, Empire. Town. Empire, Empire Comics. Comics and Games. All their D&D stuff is 20% off. If you're so. online, it's a different website. Yeah. So, um, I like to use books, but I'm not the creative type. I'm also terrible at backstories, and I'm terrible what are backstories? at role-playing. I just like rolling dice and... Yeah. Casting fireball. And making dumb jokes. <laughs> That's what D&D is about. It's the dumb jokes, man. That's all I do. Yes, it's all the dumb jokes. I know my husband's been yelling Mordain for like a month now. Mordain! So it, it, it gets ridiculous. One side character. One side character. He was in like one session. It's yeah. always the Not NPCs, new. man. <laughs> it's the least expected ones. Except... Was everybody loves the little um Boblin the Goblin. No, he's in Fandelver. Um he's a he's a kobold. What is his name? I don't know. No. But apparently he's like a big fan favorite. Everybody loves him. They fed him to a dragon. <laughs> How very dare And I was you. like, what is wrong with you guys? He was so nice. We wanted to keep the dragon as a pet. Yeah, I said no. And you said no. For reasons, but. Yes, it was Meepo. Yeah. They fed him to a dragon. Because like I was reading, just like, oh, tips on how to, you know, it's my first time being a DM. Tips on how to like, you know, run this one. And it was Sunless Citadel. Thank you. And it was, it was one of the first times I DM'd, and so I was just looking up tips and stuff. People, everyone was like, "Oh, Meepo's so great!" Like we ended up pulling him into like a no. full-on campaign, and food. they yeah. fed him to a dragon. Somehow I'm not surprised about this. I was horrified. I still am. I have a question. Please. About okay, I Meepo. See, I played in the '80s, and then I didn't for a long time, and now mm-hmm. I'm just getting into it again. Do, uh, do you chronicle your characters, or do you have long-term characters that you? Because I've, for for Bellman Tinkerfoot, the rock gnome wizard, who's a little wild and crazy and kind of bumbling, he has a stone he talks to. But I I, I got a leather-bound book with, Aww, and I chronicle cool. everything in. Oh, I love that. But yeah. not in like a writer perspective, just mostly scribbles. Yeah. He's a little bit off. But, yeah. And. That's how I do it. Does, does anyone else keep track of the <coughs> adventures and that kind of thing? Gilbert Frost, the storm child of Calamere. I do the same thing. Yeah, yeah he does. I do that with my um, solo campaigns. So I'm such a oh. geek. I want to play with people and I want to play by myself. So with my yeah, solo yeah. campaigns, I have a journal where I chronicle so what's going on. I don't even take notes of what's happening, so no. Oh. My I'm, husband. I'm the well, note taker. What, what if he dies? Because I found it almost died last campaign. I'm like, then I'll have a book like a whatever, a $30 leather-bound book with a little paper, that's going to be really sad because there's all these empty pages. Oh, my so husband. I'm he'll go multiple carving. My husband has stacks of notebooks all around the house. He has one notebook filled of names for his siblings of me. He has, he has. No. No, no, no. We'll be here for 10 minutes. He has one notebook that's just one character's backstory, and then he'll have notebooks that are just, you know, like everything, just, just, just constantly taking notes of about his characters. I'm not quite, I don't like, I'm not really a note taker, um, but I do like to re, (laughs) I do like to, I don't want to say recycle, but I like to take inspiration from older characters. Like uh, my wizard, Adrian, I play on um, Saving Throw Saturday. She got, uh, her name is because I played a ranger once named Adri and I loved her name. And I was like, I don't want to just use Adri. So I made Adrian and she goes by Adri. So, or, Right now, I'm making a, 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 a ranger for um, the campaign we're about to start, and I'm kind of taking bits and pieces from uh, a ranger I played in a one-shot recently um, that was in, set in the Underdark, and an old and Adri, you know, like taking bits and pieces from older characters I've played to kind of start to grow this new one. Mm. So I'm not quite as in depth with it, but I like to reuse ideas or look back on characters I really liked and I'm mm. like, okay, I'm gonna p- pick out little things I liked that I'd like to do again. Yeah. Adri's name was just a big one. I was like, I loved her name, so I, I had to use it. What Bill, the guy in our in our group that I mentioned, he likes he really loves creating characters and so he has a really he kamikazes his characters a lot because he's like do the awesome thing. If I die, I get to play this other character. <laughs> and so, but the, he likes to memorialize his characters. And so, uh, 
he finished one of the characters he was playing died, and in the book, in the sorry, in the story, the character was writing a book of like the history of his world, and then after that character died, he got a leather-bound journal and wrote it, hand-wrote it, and gave it to our DM. That's like this is kind of the 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 finished product of this character, and now our DM, my husband, has it like up on the display. Wow! And so that's how he likes to do that. Is he likes to end end the character with some sort of artifact that is like, now this is this is the character. It's finished. That's I'm moving cool. on to the next one. I love that. It's, it's pretty legit. Yeah, my husband might have cried a little bit when. <laughs> I guess I should talk. You know, because you know my online name Rogar came from one of my D and D characters who mm. was a blue dragonborn. But I actually didn't like the character I made with him. So I told the DM, I was like, I'm gonna just vanish or whatever. <laughs> and of course, like the next game, when I revealed my Kenku I made, mm -hmm. my party killed me and ate me. Oh. So. <laughs> you stole all the money! Oh, well then, never mind. <laughs> but did they head to eat him? They ate another Dragonborn earlier, it's fun. <laughs> They're, okay. they're, they're, they're a bunch of weird it was the 80s. It was a different time. <laughs> it was like a few years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a different time. Well, there was that one uh, one shot that we played where there was a character that we found and it ended up being Rogar. Yeah. As soon as he described him, I, I was like, bring him back. he described him. I said, is, I'm like, is his name Rogar? And he's like, shut up. Yeah. He's like, I haven't revealed it yet. I'm like, okay, because it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. But we're currently playing in my husband's homebrew world about 60 years after our first campaign. And so our previous characters are like, God level running the world, and now we're the scrappy little nobodies, and we occasionally have met up with our old characters. I love that. Which is really satisfying because it's like, yeah, like my character is this really amazing druid who's like running, uh, she's trying to establish democracy in uh, fantasy Russia, like you do. <laughs> and so it's cool to like be the scrappy little fifth level character and then meeting like your 20th level previous character. It's also cool to show how our actions in the previous campaign have shaped the world we're playing in now. Oh, that's so cool. That's cool. Now I'm jealous of your game. Ah, uh, yeah. So for like a thousand reasons. Like our DM works world. real hard on the homebrew, man. It is, wow. It's kind of my husband is like, ooh, man, sit, man just sits and scribbles and scribbles don't and scribbles. don't have the brain power to do homebrew stuff. Yeah. But you don't have to. Yeah. No. That's why there are other people. That's that why do other that. people do it and sell it on the internet. Core, because that if you ever if you're into more story building as a system, if you have a very creative person that can create a world and you write it together, so hmm. a, a GM in Fake Core will take all the ideas from everyone else and write hmm. them into the story. So we work together to create an amazing story. Interesting. So I'm like I'm on the third campaign of one I created. That's uh, futuristic, uh, like post-post-apocalyptic. Huh. And through their input, I've mixed in nanotechnology that cool. allows them to create some kind of cybernetic stuff, which I didn't anticipate. That's cool. What's it called but again? I created fate. The fate. Fate core is the system that you use. I use fate to uh, fate condense. I've heard of it. You can get it free on on drive through. Very cool. But I, I know about that. Fair. And it just uses fudge dice, the plus and minus dice. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, it's, it's, there's no little minis and stuff, so it's more in your head. Right? It's that kind of, if you want something that keeps going. Yeah. My, my previous group, actually, what we did was, um, uh, when one, per one person would set up an adventure, we, we all had our own characters. Mm. And we would set up an adventure, and when that person was finished with whatever adventure that they wanted to do, we would just switch DMs. It would be the same world, the same characters, oh. and we would just you know, hand the mantle over to someone else, and then they would run their thing. That's fun. And uh, yeah, and so we, we uh, and uh, you know, if uh, a previous person didn't want to ruin whatever that other person did, we would just move on to a different territory mm -hmm. and just do something new. And we would continue to do that, and we it lasted like a good eleven levels that way before uh, our group broke up. But we found it super fun. That's a lot of one fun. Of us uh, DM the same campaign at least three times, just going over and over. And once someone ran out of whatever they wanted to do, they would just hand it over to someone else. Yeah, that's huh. a good idea. Which that reminds me, because when we went to Gen Con, we were walking around one morning before the hall actually opened, and we just saw a booth where a guy had like this little 
small like booklet oh, yeah. and it was like a bunch of different adventures and like it's designed to like one person takes like this section and the next person and it goes like around everybody that's cool forget what it was called but i have his card around yeah we somewhere. probably have it yeah there basically there's a lot of but, different options i mean there's literally anything you can think of mm -hmm. there's a system for yeah somewhere. you've got lots of different options um, lots of different ways done. to find if folks. Anyone wants just come read this. It's uh, something I'm designing. It's not ready. It's not tested. Mm. But it's a concept that if you're interested in bouncing things off me, if you have extra time, you're allowed to read it. But I, I don't, I'm not no pressure. Awesome. Cool. I don't know when we're getting kicked out. So <laughs> now. Oh, Bubba's here. Bubba's here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's like, get out. Yeah. yeah. That would be great. I was super nervous, but once I start talking about D&D, &D, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. yeah.